Hello, hello, Ryan. Welcome to the Community Immunity Podcast. Thank you, Lucia. Happy to be here. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm just gonna introduce how I met you, but I really would love you to introduce yourself after, in terms of like what is it really you do. So um, I met Ryan. I literally remember the day. I moved to Switzerland, Zurich, and I um, joined a Kundalini teacher's training. And I remember entering the room, and there he was with Maya, his beautiful wife. And yeah, we just spent up ending. We just end up spending a whole year together. I think it was like literally uh, twice a month, and then just hanging out with each other. And I've learned so much from not only from what he does, but who he is as a person, and all the inspiration. And the enter introduction he did for me in my life. So, you know, I don't have to oversell you. You're going to be able to sell yourself and, and the amazing things you do. But just tell me a little bit about yourself, Ryan. What do you do? Um, I'm a personal trainer and coach. So I started, well, I've been doing, I grew up playing in Canada, playing ice hockey, baseball, basketball, volleyball, every, every kind of sport you can imagine. And uh, every recess, every lunch before school, after lunch, we were always out playing road hockey or baseball or whatever on the road and all that as kids growing up. So I've always been physically active. And um, I went to university for marketing and entrepreneurship without uh, just because I had to. And that was what everybody else was doing and all that. But in my heart, uh, physical activity was always what I wanted to do. And and uh, after university, after four grueling years of studying and just crashing and barely passing, uh, getting by, um, yeah, I went into the corporate world. And at my first job, I remember sitting behind a computer after commuting 45 minutes in traffic, sitting in a computer with a tie on. And uh, I was like, no, this isn't going to be my life. I was about 24 at that time. And uh, I remember always, whatever break, I'd answer an email, run up and down the stairs, and then come back, answer another email, go back to the washroom, put my tie over my shoulders, start doing push-ups and all that. So I lasted about three months there, and I decided, no, that's not for me. And uh, actually, my first goal was to travel the world, and I ended up, uh, I ended up in Europe and uh, traveling Germany, stayed in Germany for a year. And, um, yeah, from there, went back to Canada and decided to get my personal training certificate and uh, did some courses there and then started coaching as a hobby, as I was working from home, uh, selling computer hardware and things like that. But I was also training hockey players and uh, in Europe, it's ice hockey players and uh, training them physically and getting them ready for games and everything mentally and everything. And and the nutrition part of it so that's how it all started as a hobby and then i got the opportunity uh my wife maya she's from switzerland and she came over i met her when i was traveling in switzerland germany europe and uh she came over to canada and we spent three years there and uh with a contact that she knew uh, a guy was training uh ice hockey player professional ice hockey players in switzerland and I ended up coming over, training with him for two summers and decided I liked it here and decided to stay here. And I worked with him and make a long story short, I opened my own studio in 
downtown Zurich and have been here now for 10 years. And I train everything from mothers to CEOs to athletes now. So, and kids going over to university in the States and yeah, every kind of sport you can think of. So yeah, it's, and it keeps me in shape at the same time. So I'm loving what I do. Yes, I know. I know that that you're one of the examples of, you know, finding the joy of what is it you want to do early on. And it's interesting because you call yourself a coach and actually I'm a coach, but the whole world kind of is a little bit confused, confused because it's like, well, the coach came from a sports industry where, you know, what we do or what I do is more of a kind of, yeah, different kind of coaching. But I have a little question for you in terms of like, what is it that makes a good coach for you? Like if you were to kind of pick that. Mm, a good coach is, um, so I think this goes to the question, how do I get clients to stick to a fitness program? So what makes you a good coach? I say a detailed plan because people want it simple. They want uh, accountability. So like we have here, community. They want to post videos or what they're eating, post their results of their training. They want guidance. They want honest feedback. You know, what's right, what's wrong, what should I do better? Um, I find it important to put milestones. So for example, I got a few Ironman clients right now. So even though it's COVID, we've signed them up anyways, just to keep the motivation high and inspiration high. And, uh, and I think a big part is celebrate the small wins along the way. Just, just not enjoy the journey, right? Not just the race day and all that. So I think that mm -hmm. makes a good coach, a lot of listening, you know, the, lot, the first 10, 15 minutes of somebody coming in stressed out from work and all that, and they got to put their body under stress again. You know, I call that emotional health is just let them let go. Let, uh, you know, get them breathing, deep breathing, you know, let, let everything go so they can focus on their body, their mind and get the most out of their workout. I have a question. There are people out there who are training and they're really interested in physical activity and, you know, they either already have a personal trainer or, you know, have always been interested and are self-sustaining in the workout. But what about those out there who aren't really working out or aren't working out consistently? Why do you think, like, what is the advantage of having a personal trainer, like someone like you in their life? Yeah, it goes back to it goes back to the accountability. I, I you know, and if you pay for it, you're gonna get more out of it. Usually, you're 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 putting skin in the game, and you're 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 more you're more accountable for yourself. You're more responsible to yourself. You're saying you're worth it to the universe, things like that, right? You're 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 paying for it's an investment into yourself, into your health. So, you know, whenever I pay for something, I I go to for a massage once a week. I'm you know, I'm paying for it with the barter system. I find over the years and all that, you just don't, there's just not a fair exchange. So I find with cash, with paying for something, you get so much more from it. Just hopefully you have the right fit with the right, right personal trainer and all that. That may take some time too, right? To search for that. 
Yeah. And you said something about this idea of like self-worth and investing into someone like you supporting their journey. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, when you look at kind of the mix of your clients you have, what is the reason usually why people come to you? Uh, I'd say the number one reason is they want to get more for what, for the hour they spend. So more efficient, more effective, and they wouldn't do it on their own. They wouldn't work as efficient and as hard. So even online, it's totally switched since uh, Corona started. I've, uh, that's all new for me, the online uh, fitness and all that. And I, I find it that people even train even harder online because there's less talk and all that. But you just have to be careful because it's, you don't, if you don't know the person, you don't know their form and their movement patterns and things like that. So that's, that's the bonus of having a personal trainer who knows your movement patterns. I wouldn't load somebody who's in extension all day, sitting, rounding, all that, and then put weight on their back and just accelerate that, that, that posture, right? So you, you really have to open up somebody who's been sitting all day and uh, use the postural chain a lot more. So being online with people I've worked with for eight or nine years, that makes that easy. I have haven't done i've done groups with new new people now that i haven't trained live so that way i just you know the risk is on them that you know they're doing it right with their posture because there's more people in the group and i can't keep my eyes on everybody i can't correct everybody so it's more like hit sessions that way more cardio more you know burpees push-ups and all that and things they've done in the past so it wouldn't be a loading strength training program so, mm. and um, I, I think you're raising an interesting thing in terms of like, okay, so you said the accountability is there. And then there's also like this personal advice, this support, which is going one on one. But what do you, you know, you earlier said something about this idea of community. So, what are kind of what are the things which have changed, I would say, from I think before COVID for you in terms of like learnings about what you do? I, one step back, I think I forgot one thing. One main thing for a personal trainer is also consistency. Mm. Like a client came in today, and I, it's super hot right now, and I had, you know, energy down. You know, is it really the body that's the energy, or is it the mind, right? And after the workout, feeling great, right? So the consistency again, the accountability. If he was on his own, he probably wouldn't have made it to the gym today. So consistency is key too and the, the accountability of the trainer. And for your next question for the training online in the COVID, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much changed overnight. So no longer was I able to stretch clients, dynamic stretching with them, you know, like hamstring stretching and things like that. I had to keep my distance. I was working more outside, couldn't use the studio. So working outside in parks, keeping your distance. It was great, barefoot, sunshine. I loved it. We still do it. Um, the, um, yeah. What else? The online. So, like for example, my client this morning, she's usually spends six weeks in Sardinia uh, on holidays every summer. She ne never trained online with me for the last eight years. Now we're doing once a week, twice a week, and she's in her little summer house in Sardinia, and we're training. So. Things like that have changed. <laughs> so more consistency. No, uh, you're not. You're not. 
losing all that all what you've you've gained over the summer holidays is what her what mm. she is she's doing so mm. yeah that's what made online training possibilities mm. and i want to keep it even like simpler so for the people who don't have a personal trainer and people who really are kind of thinking okay i'm listening to this makes sense but why why do you even need to work out like in the first place like i just want to ask you like mind body i mean kind of like you hear okay i'm gonna be healthier but just like if you had to give us like the pitch why would anyone want to be working out consistently like just tell me give it to me right well like the the list is a laundry list of health reasons but just look back at you know our ancestors and ancestry as cavemen we were always physical we were always standing we were we were going after game, we were playing, we were picking berries, we were climbing trees and all that. And that's still, that's still our natural high, right? Without uh, all the stimulants and all that, that was what we did. So lifting heavy things and running, right? And then resting. And, uh, you know, if you do that, you feel good. And that's, that's, the, that's the name of my business, Feel Good Fitness. And that's the reason why I work out. You know, you get a rush of these dopamine, serotonin, all these chemicals, natural chemicals making the body feel good. And then that's a host of other health benefits, cardiovascular health, muscle, endurance, everything. You can go on and on and on and on. Every, every disease we probably have is from the stress of not moving and the stress of eating poorly. So... That is the number re- one reason why to move and train. You don't have to go into a gym and lift heavy things. You can do it outside. You can sprint. You can run. You can jog. You can walk. You can push a stroller with the kids in it, whatever, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. do what you enjoy. Every, everybody's got what they enjoy. So Yeah, and I like, and I like this idea like, okay, feeling good, right? Like feeling good. I think this is what we forget is because we're being sold. And this is also for like a coaching, all these like fishes of you want to lose a weight. That's the reason why you should work out kind of forgetting the, the, the actual reason why in the first place, physical movement or eating healthy actually, you know, feels good. And I think that's not necessarily like the connection kind of is a little bit disconnected because it feels like a hard work. Well, going to the gym or running is hard work, but it's about the other stuff, which, you know, feeling good is, I think, the fundamentally for me and, and I know for you and many, many others out there who are already working out. Um, so we are going to be asking you one more question, and that's about you know what can you do as the kind of a first step if you want to just do something for yourself like what would be like two or three things you would say to someone right now how they could improve their life in order to like feel good Mm -hmm. it's a tricky one (laughs) uh number one is just start the start is always the hardest part the liftoff part right so start get i would get an accountability partner trainer whatever to, to keep you accountable, especially if you haven't done one before, because at the very beginning, you want to be doing the most, the movements properly, right? The most efficient, the most effective. It'll save you a lot of time and probably injuries and aches and pains down the line. And uh, do something you love. 
I would, you know, don't go to the gym. You're not going to stick to it if you, if you don't like being in the gym, right? And um, do something outside. Like right now, I took a client yesterday paddle boarding on Lake Zurich, right? It was fun. Enjoy, enjoy what you do. Like golf. I, my fun is golf. Um, yeah, you got to keep it fun or you're not going to, it's not going to be a long-term lifestyle change. It's the same with the food, right? You have to, you know, I tell my clients 80%, you know, eat, eat organic, eat local, eat in season, right? Eat what you like, but 20% of the time. And if you stick to that rule, you, you maintain your healthy weight in most mm-hmm. cases, you know, there's a lot of stress going on with family problems and, and, and you know, travel and things like that. But, uh, but if you stick to the 80-20 rule with, with movement, with eating, with sleeping, things like that, it's, it, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the 80-20. And I think that one thing which I must say I can add is I remember when uh, you and me did um, first time the 21-day Alejandro's Detox. And it was so hard. <laughs> I remember I was like, how am I supposed to eat this kind of food for 21 days? Like there was no bread, you know, nothing processed, only three times a day. But I think as also giving ourselves the opportunity to test this and experience this. And I think every single time it gets easier. And now I actually love it. And I don't, you know, it kind of became a part of my diet or part of my lifestyle. And the second thing is I remember first time going to a yoga class. I didn't love it. And, and I think I, I, I did it a few times and I gave myself the chance to experience something which I don't know how to do. So I don't probably not going to like it straight away. But I guess, yeah, finding the trainer, finding an accountability partner to give it a go, right? Yeah. And I think with things like that too, even you just sit back and listen to your body and it's, it's the physical part for sure. You're putting your body under stress, doing a detox for sure. And you're eating different foods and you're, you know, but also the big thing on that is the social part, right? The chatter that's going on in your mind where, you know, I remember I was like 26 and uh, when I first did it and, you know, on weekends, that's the time with uh, friends and drinking and party and all that. Right. So, you know, what are they going to think of me? You know, I can't go to a party without, you know, drinking water and things like that. So. That's a huge part of any any change in your life is the the stories you're saying in your head, you know, the environment around you. It's the same with training, right? If you're you have to if you want something really, really, really bad, you know, and you don't want to wait for something to do something because it's a problem, you have to do it. But if you want to do it and you, you, you want to be progressive and and do it, you have to change your environment. You have to. It's like a tree shedding its leaves. You have to, you have to see what's in your way. It, most of the time, it's yourself, and sometimes it's something in your environment too that you just have to let go of, mm-hmm. and then and then change will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, my personal experience is also it's kind of a mix of things, right? Like sometimes you physically have to change something to experience the mental change. And vice versa, because if I just wait until my mind is ready to make mm-hmm. some physical change then I'll be like putting this off. Okay, one day I'll start running or one day I start. But I underestimated how much they're integrated, you know, the food and the physical workout with my brain, you know, how how, how I think and, you know, the stories I tell myself, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah. Another, that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any last thought for those out there who are inspired? Um, well, like you said, most people have the wrong set frame. They, they, they go to exercise to lose weight, right? Most people right now are, are want to look good naked in a bikini. Well, they can't go to the beaches right now anyways some spots and all that but and then after that vacation then what right so i would i would uh, i would highly highly recommend finding something that you can do consistency for 20 to 30 minutes a day that you enjoy that gets you the results instead of just yo-yoing up and down going in and out of workout programs in and out of diet dieting programs and things like that so find something enjoy stick to it 20 to 30 minutes a day There's even studies from Harvard that you only need 150 minutes a week. So that's 20 to 30 minutes a day of moderate exercise to keep keep your health standards at peak levels. So anything above 450, so that's an hour a day, is uh, you hit a plateau and can can also cause damage to the heart and everything. So. Some people are on the other spectrum of overdoing it. I have a lot of clients, high chargers, CEOs, and Ironman athletes and all that are, you know, they're doing more damage to themselves than they are. So you got, again, it comes all down to, you know, knowledge. I think everybody has the the basic knowledge now with Google and the internet and all that. It's, it's just, you know, following your intuition and, uh, not killing yourself every day you don't have to do a lot it's more about doing it daily take some rest enjoy life right don't be stressed out (laughs) yeah and maybe just joining and partnering with someone like you even if it means like for five sessions or a few sessions to get to know that part of the knowledge which is really useful to you and personalize it because actually i spoke to a friend of mine today who said to me knowledge is you know, you know, tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is knowing that you don't put it in a fruit salad. So, you know, I guess this is something which is like an interesting combination of maybe just few sessions with someone like you getting to know the way you work out. So, you know, you, you, you make it the best for yourself and then just, yeah, doing it and with accountability partner or a group and community, I think the, the options are endless. So it's, yeah. it's as you said, it's just to start. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime, you know, where focus goes, energy goes, I'm, I'm doing a course right now online about building wealth and it's in the middle of Corona and I've had my best year ever at the studio. So my focus is building wealth and all of a sudden wealth comes, right? So it's the same with health, same with mindset, you know, anything you focus on, the energy will go. And uh, that's, you know... Even lifting weights, right? You can. There, I know a trainer who visualizes for an hour, and they've done studies of he visualized just bench pressing reps and all that, and they're getting you know like twenty five percent the same results of somebody who actually lifted the heavy weight. So, mm-hmm. don't underestimate the mind and what it can do for the body and the muscles and everything. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your time. And, you know, I'm looking forward to have another session where we go into the details on the connection between the mind and the, and the physical fitness further. But yeah, thank you so much.
You're welcome, Lucia. Good to see you. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it, or tell a friend about it. Until next time.